watching Inside Automotive with Jim Fitzpatrick. Good morning, everyone. Jim Fitzpatrick with Inside Automotive right here on the CBT Automotive Network. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today, we've got a special guest and a friend of CBT's, Mr. Cody Lusk, who's president and CEO of AIADA, the American International Automobile Dealers Association. I know you know this gentleman because he does such great work, he and his team. Uh, there at the organization for import dealers and uh, keep up the great work, Cody. What? Let's let's kind of jump right in here. First and foremost, how are you doing? By the way, I haven't oh, spoken. Fantastic. To you you know, we've, we're up to a balmy forty-five today here in our nation's capital, so it feels like you know spring's right around the corner. <laughs> yes, it is. Those cherry blossoms will be out in no Maybe time. Maybe we can thaw out Congress and we'll be okay. <laughs> if you can do that, or if the weather could do that. I think it's going to take probably an act of God to, to, to work on Congress. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those people can't agree on anything ever. It's unbelievable. And, and I know that that's something that's near and dear to your heart. So bring us up to speed. How, what, what do things look like right now? What are you telling your members that you'd like them to really focus on? And, uh, and what are some of the issues that are hot right now? Well, you know, I think what, you know, the biggest issue, I think, impacting our industry, obviously, outside of the shortage of vehicles that, that we're seeing, but, you know, really is the transition to, to the EV future that yeah. we're all looking at. And unfortunately, as we're trying to prepare our dealers, trying to prepare customers, the biggest news coming out of Washington this week was President Biden finally acknowledged that Tesla was a, an electric vehicle automaker in the U.S., um, and, and that was the biggest news making headlines. So, right. you know, it's a little bit frustrating uh, for yeah. those of us that are really trying to, to push that to get the dealers ready. The dealers are excited. We have our, all of our manufacturing partners are excited. And we just want to get these vehicles into consumers' hands uh, in the easiest possible way and, and make this transition sooner rather than later. And that's, you know, it's kind of like we take one step forward and two steps back because we've got to push these pro-union provisions and price right. uh, limits and other things. So, it's, you know, it, it's one thing we're just keeping, to, keeping our, uh, our foot down and uh, making sure that uh, our dealers and their customers uh, get what they want. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, here we are in the first quarter of 2022, coming off of 2021. So many dealers have reported, uh, the whole industry has reported phenomenal profits like never before. Uh, but that comes, you know, at a time that they didn't have any cars on their lot. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that. What are you hearing from your dealers? What do they want the OEMs to learn from this? Should we be at a 30-day supply of cars rather than the four or five-month supply of cars that some dealers found themselves in back in 2019? Well, I think your answer depends on which dealers you talk to, uh, as you know, Jim. But I think it is interesting. You know, I, I visited a couple of dealers last week, and, and, and you know, I'm talking to dealers every day. And, and it, you know, they... They have no product, and uh, you know it's it's gone from hey we're dealing with this and we have a few to essentially we have nothing and what we do have uh, is sold right. and you know you see the salespeople running out to the trucks when they arrive saying you know yeah. that one's mine that one's mine okay this is yours uh, yeah. so it is a challenge moving forward I think uh, if you look long term uh, how does this set itself up when you know when we ever get to whatever the normalization is, I think is an interesting question. It probably depends on the OEM on how they want to handle that. Uh, but I think uh, there's got to be some kind of balance in there. But uh, but it has been, you know, like I said, it's been great profitability for the dealers, you know, across the country, at least uh, as of 21. And then, you know, hopefully optimistic for 22. 
Sure, sure. Uh, the numbers that I'm hearing in terms of a SAR, projected SAR for 2022 from all of the analysts that I speak with, and I speak with a lot of them here at CBT News, say that it's going to come in at a 15, 16 million SAR. I mean, that, that's not a bad year, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good year uh, when you think about it, uh, when you think that that's probably mostly retail, when you're not, you don't have as yeah. much fleet as you had maybe baked in like in years past. So I think yeah. that's, uh, that's something I think most of the dealers I talk to would be happy with. That's right. That's right. We see a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, I should say a lot of companies, a lot of dealer groups that are taking advantage of these times right now where you've got, uh, you know, a lot of the publics, their stocks are doing very well. They're out there on, on kind of a shopping spree, if you will, of to acquire dealerships. Um, is, that an, is that a concern of yours at all that we may turn around in, you know, 10 or 15 years and find that the whole industry is owned by maybe 20 well, or 30 auto groups? You know, I think you I think, you know, we have a partnership with uh, the Kerrigan advisors who mm -hmm. uh, we think do great work on the sell side for dealers. Yeah, so we're do. in constant contact with them about this. And when you still look at uh, even with all the consolidation we're seeing in the publics, it still, uh, you know, makes up, you know, a very small portion of really what the auto industry is. But I do think yeah. you see the, the standpoint of the, the bigger dealer groups or, or people are looking to acquire. It is a. Uh, you know, there is consolidation that's going on. And I think there's a lot of long people that have been in this business a long time, uh, maybe some of your first generation import dealers that are looking to uh, transition if their children don't want into it, they're looking to sell. So there's a lot of dynamics going on. But I think that that one part that's healthy for the industry because it shows that people want to invest in it uh, and they want to invest for the long term. And uh, so I think the future is bright for the auto industry. Yeah, you mentioned EVs, and there's no question the industry needs to prepare for it. It's it's coming. It's not a it's not an if, but it's a when you know situation. Uh, how quickly will it be here? How many vehicles will we sell when it starts rolling? Um, uh, you know, as as some say, there's still going to be a market out there for the combustion engine. We don't know when that will will completely convert over to. Uh, you know, a full EV environment uh, among all of the uh, brands that are out there. I think that's probably going to take some time. Uh, but having said that, what are some of the current concerns that you hear from your members and your dealers out there? I know that some of the ones I talk to are concerned about maybe the loss of, of fixed ops uh, uh, profits. Is, is that... Is that yeah, what you're I think hearing? It's, I, think it's, I think it's interesting, you know, to look at this isn't going to happen overnight. And what, right. I, what I equate to, if you roll back the clock uh, from five years ago from today, we were going to see autonomous vehicles driving all over the place. And, <laughs> right. you know, people weren't going to be driving cars and you were going to hit a right. button and uh, your closet was going to come to your house. And so I think <laughs> the same thing is to be said. EVs are coming, but it's going to be a transition. So it isn't just going to be a flip the switch overnight. But that being right. said, you have to prepare. And I think that dealers are starting to look at that. The good ones are, the smart ones are. And what does that mean? And I think there's a lot of education that has to happen. I think dealers are excited about it. They're optimistic mm -hmm. about it. Uh, like I said, we've seen all the investment, you know, look at the, the numbers that are going on on these buy sells. So uh, there's a lot of positivity going on. And I think, again, it's going to, you talk to the OEMs, uh, you separate a little, you know, it kind of goes back to when you would go to an auto show, if you went to the Detroit auto show and you added up all the numbers that the OEM said, we were going to have a 30 million, a 30 million unit year. Uh, I kind of say that now we're going to have EVs, uh, they're going to be here, but it's going to be a transition uh, and it may take a little longer uh, than people think, but it is going to happen and, and dealers want to be part of that.
Sure. And with, you know, 300 million combustion engines on the road today and these vehicles lasting much longer than ever before, there's a lot of runway there for these service right. drives, right? That, that's, I mean, it, that's exactly the point. So and there's a lot yeah. of education, you know, that look, my father lives in West Texas and I don't know, you know, he drives a truck everywhere. So, I, you know, getting him to talk about EVs is a little uh, <laughs> tough, but... Uh, uh, you know, even he's uh, coming to the understanding. You know, he drives a golf cart every day, so he understands what uh, EVs work. But uh, that's a bit of a transition there. So there are just pockets across the country that are going to be uh, adopting sooner rather than later. Uh, and we know those, uh, you know, across the country uh, in the bigger urban settings probably than, you know, across other parts of the country. Sure, sure. Hey, we're just uh, 30 days away from uh, NADA, and I know that you guys make a big deal there as, as well. You've got your event taking place. Tell us a little bit about that and tell us about who the new chairman is coming in. Well, we're excited, first off, and hats off to you know Mike Stanton and the team at NADA for for forging ahead and having this much-needed convention. And I, I talked yeah. to Mike last week, and I think they're really optimistic about how it's going to be. Uh, we have our annual meeting and luncheon, which would be Sunday, March uh, uh, 13th, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're going to have, you know, we transitioned from our current chairman, Steve Gates, to our new chairman, John Connolly, who's an Acura mm -hmm. dealer out of Ohio. Interestingly enough, his his uh, dad and uncle were both part of the founders of this association. So he was really, really part of his. Oh, blood, wow, that's pretty uh, cool. Here. We've got uh, our, our uh, Lifetime Achievement Award is going to go to Mike Marooney, who I'm sure you know, very well deserved, yep. you know, kind of an icon of the industry. And then we're going to have Honda's Dave Gardner uh, kind of address the group about Honda's plans for the future. They've got a lot of exciting stuff and uh, a lot of things they want to highlight. So it should be a great event, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I think it will be a great event, and you're right. I think dealers are, are wanting to get back out and, and uh, press the flesh, as they say, although maybe we'll have gloves on to do that. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, I think it, the, the time is right, and uh, and I, I think it's just going to be a great show, and it'll be great catching up with you. And, and uh, certainly, as, as you said, the, you know, the, the award for Mike Marooney, he's just an outstanding car guy and just done, had an incredible career in the auto industry. And he's not letting up. I mean, he's out there buying dealerships as we speak. So. No, it's incredible. I mean, that just highlights what a true sort of passionate car guy he is because it would be easy for him to turn around and, and uh, sit on his laurels. But it, once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. And, uh, right. you know, he couldn't be a more deserving uh, honoree. That's right. He, he, he says that he's in the transfer uh, of knowledge uh, phase of his life where he's bringing in his, uh, you know, some other family members and such, son-in-laws and, and nephews and, and such. Right. So uh, that's pretty cool. And I think there's a lot of dealers out there that uh, are in that same situation, right? I mean, it's great. Yeah, They've got a lot of a lot of knowledge to transfer. So uh, that's right. it should be, you know, kudos to him. That's right. That's right. Well, Cody Luss, president and CEO of the AIADA, thank you so much for joining us once again on the show. It's great catching up with you. I'm sure the next time we see you, we'll be out there at NADA, and, uh, and hopefully we can grab a few minutes of your time to get you in front of the camera again. Yeah, great to be with you, Jim. Always appreciate it. Great. Thanks so much. Thanks for watching Inside Automotive with Jim Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, Pash, Kane, Lewis, Greenfield, Reed, Dawson, Lopes, Rice. The best lineup in retail automotive. CBTNews.com. Subscribe today.